I don't care what they think about me. Yeah. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they think if you're leaving. I'm gonna beg you to stay. Oh, I don't care if they start to avoid me. I don't care what they do. What? I don't care about anything else but be with you, be with you, be with you. <laughs> I I would pay attention to this song I talk about until I actually read these damn lyrics. Well, Smoker was one of them, my woman, my woman, my woman niggas. God damn. I don't care if they start to avoid me. God, what the? Anyway, shout out to the guy Smoking Robinson. We's gonna have a conversation about um big on in, later on in the show. <laughs> What's happening, people? How's y'all doing out there today? Look here, if you was hearing the sound of my voice, that means you's locked into another episode of Hell is Round the Corner. I'm your host, Lou Cipher, and I'm not drunk this week. <laughs> Listen, shout out to y'all who hit me up about that episode. Listen, some people seem to enjoy that. So, I I don't really listen back to the episodes, you know, either way it goes. Like, I, like what happens is before I, um, before I, like, hit the send button and send it out and all that kind of shit like that, I'll sit down and I, like, you know, listen to it, you know, breeze through it a little bit then because I say it all the time. I don't like the sound of my own voice. So, you know, so once I, you know, go through it just to hear it, ain't nothing, like, crazy on that end. You know, I go ahead and sit it out, and then I don't listen to it no more. But I went back and heard it, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess it didn't sound too crazy, but it, it, I was obviously inebriated. Listen, today, I'm sitting up here sober as a church mouse, um, and, yeah, we got some shit to talk about. We got some things to unpack all that good shit uh let's see you know it's been an eventful week and a half i think it's been about a week and a half as i recorded but anyway so you know we got we got some things to do so um without further ado let's just go ahead and jump right to the shit uh i want to start off by first and foremost by saying congratulations to the philadelphia eagles for um making it to the um super bowl i mean you know listen I, they played a great season, you know what I'm saying? These were exciting games. They were scoring the touchdowns. Man, look, let me stop acting like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm on the congratulating motherfuckers to say quarterback fine and a bitch. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. You know, I'm listen. That's what I'm here for. I I see that motherfucker was just Rika's thing is I ain't. I, I promise you, I knew they was. I knew. I knew football was being played. I just didn't know exactly what we were with it. Cause again, I, I I promise you, I don't care about no damn sports. But but I seen the picture of that motherfucker. I said, oh my damn. And you know, see, I don't really go over the light skins like that. You know, he ain't really about. You know, y'all y'all. I don't I don't like him. I don't like him super pretty. And then, you know, I, I tell him all the time, I like a nigga on the cute side ugly. But you know, there are exceptions, and he's one of them. I'm like, God. And then then on top of that, he got a sister. That y'all was like, man, look, I'm about to go buy a jersey. This man got a black woman. <laughs> Shout out to him. You know, I hope they beat their competitors at the Rihanna concert next week. Um, who going? Um, I want to say what is the Kansas City Chiefs? The team with the not with the, with, the, with the, the team with the unattractive quarterback. Who y'all saying black no more? Um, cause that was a that was very weird. Um, what it was last week? 
Like, I I have no idea who this boy was. And my first time seeing him was when you know, Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. So me being me, I pull up my phone. I'm like, Google, who is Mahomes? Google say, sis, right here. And he showed me this this piss yellow nigga who he has a, he has a weird face to me. But anyway, yeah, you can tell that he he is some is some African descent up in there somewhere. So y'all was losing y'all shit, and I mean, I thought the I I thought the things that people were saying and the, and the thoughts they were expressing were really disingenuous, considering the fact that you know we've been watching these football niggas, all these sports ball niggas, wife up white women and exoticals since like the early fucking nineties. What do you think their children are gonna look like? You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you know, you got this, you got this big back, this big black football throwing nigga from I don't know the backwoods of Alabama somewhere. He done went off and got money and went and shacked up and got um some Playboy bunny white woman pregnant. What did you think their children were gonna look like? They're gonna look like the boy that you whose racial questioning right damn now. You know what I'm saying? You thought I mean you you, you thought black you thought black. Black babies were supposed to come out of this equation in some way, in some, in some, in some way. Like I watched the draft, this last draft there, and I'm looking, and when I say every single dude that came out was a fucking mulatto, I'm talking about here come the here come the big cheesy black daddy smiling loud and proud with his white woman, and here come they biracial son between them. I'm like, God damn. This like this, the league about to be full of nothing. But them. anyway, let me not because they gonna say I'm being colorist. But I just wanted to congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles. I hope y'all win at the Rihanna concert and all that good shit like that. And y'all quarterback is fine as fuck. <laughs> um, let me see. So okay, you know how I like to do it over here. I like to try to get the serious shit out the way first, so we can have a good time. And you know, toward the end. So let's see. First things first, this Chinese balloon. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it looked like a hot air balloon or some shit like that that has been flying slowly over the country with like a camera attachment. It's been taking pictures and whatnot. And so come to find out it belongs to the Chinese. The Chinese say it's a, it's a harmless weather balloon, but don't shoot it down because if you shoot it down, you know, you're going to piss us off. We're going to fuck you up. America's like, oh my God, we can't shoot it down because what about the debris? It's a fucking balloon. What did you think? How much shit could, how much could possibly fall off the motherfucker that hurt somebody? And it was over Montana. Don't nobody live there. So, you know, it's just looking real funny in the light. Like, you know, China doing, China playing whole games with us now. Because, you know, they, so, because at, at the, by the time this gets recorded, what happened was, um, some they did shoot it out there. Like, you know, hey, this is some hostile shit. Y'all can't do this. China, like, bet we're going to see us. We're going to see us soon. You know, we're we going to remember that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they mad. And I don't know. It just, my thing is like, listen, they own us. They fucking own us. And, you know, China about to fuck the world in some way. I don't know. Listen, I, you know, I'm not the political guy. I just want to talk about the goddamn balloon up in the sky, but moving the fuck on. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. Um, seriously, um, though, so I briefly wanted to mention the whole incident with the, um, the police in Memphis. Listen, I didn't watch the video, 
had no have no desire to see it. I'm I'm not gonna watch it. Um, it's because it, there's no need, for, and this is my personal reason. There's no need for me to watch it because it's not going. It's it's that that nothing I'm just gonna see is gonna swim away my my opinion about police either way. You know what I'm saying? Policing in this country is fucked up. The people who become police are fucked up. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as a person who wasn't already a bitch-ass nigga who becomes a cop. That's These are the type of people who become police. And until um, we fix policing in this country some kind of way, be it change the educational requirements. I really think that would be a, that would be a great thing. If you were required that a police officer would have to have at the very least an undergrad degree, a lot of this bullshit would stop because you stop getting these nigga, these little fucking, these, uh, these big bitch ass motherfuckers who got fucked over in high school, got the ass beat and all that kind of shit like that. Now they go join the police academy. You get a, you, you give them, a gun, some authority, and they ready to go out here and wreak havoc on everybody who fuck, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, these are the type of people who become cops. You know, the only other thing I did want to mention about it, um, so, I was ready for that group of niggas that was going to be like, they all the moving like this because they all the cops involved was black, but white people, they, they, they ain't do nothing to all the white people. I'm so sick of you remedial regressive niggas. I don't know what the fuck to do. Let me tell you something. Just because white men do something does not mean that you get to do it. You'll never be white men. I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck to tell y'all. Y'all niggas need to go sit down, lay on a couch, speak to a therapist about this this need that you have to whatever white men have you want. You know, even the worst shit. Y'all always want to go out here and commit murder just, just willy-nilly and with no no repercussion because white men do it. You sound like the biggest fucking stupid asses right now. You know, it doesn't matter what color. The, the Oh, my God. At the end of the day, you five cowardly men beat a man who couldn't defend himself to death. I don't give a motherfucker if them niggas was, was, was goddamn pinstripe. Get them the fuck up out of here. You know what I'm saying? But you know how the police roll. You know how policing goes in this country. This They got fired. This shit gonna get real, real quiet for a few months. We gonna forget all about it. So it is what it is. But like I said, I wasn't about to shoot my pressure up watching that damn video because I know me. I just, I would have had a visceral reaction. Uh, let's see what we got next. Okay, so this. So this happened in Georgia. I had the town, didn't write it down. Sorry about that. I'm not a journalist. But it happened in this high school in Georgia. Uh, a teacher by the name of Miss Turner. Her name starts with a V. I cannot pronounce it. Miss um, Turner was assaulted by a student, and they caught the whole thing. They recorded the whole thing, and this girl just started wailing on this woman. Like they were arguing back and forth in the class. And, and, um, excuse me. And so the teacher gets her out of the class. So they started struggling with the door. It looked like somebody was trying to slam the door on somebody. Then next thing you know, both of them in the hall and she going, she jumped on the woman, hitting her and everything. And the way she, y'all, who, let me tell you something. I, 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 I came up at a different time. 
you had to realize I when, when I was outside, Lil John was the predominant music. So you know, we all had to credit Lil John with us having Hanes because I came at the time that you couldn't go to a party, you couldn't go to the club if you couldn't fight. You know what I'm saying? Because a, because a, a nigga will fuck around and play Get Low, or this is before Get Low, he'll play some shit like Put your hood up, put your hood up, and if you if that shit come on and you can't and you ain't got no hands. You know, Godspeed to you. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't go to the club and be a beer come on. Like, like when you would hear the beat come on, the hands of motherfuckers, you would see them inch off the floor. They would fade over to the wall, like, say, oh, I'm about to go get some drinks. Nigga, you got two cups of Hennessy in your hand. You about to go get another drink just so your ass couldn't fight. But, yeah, shout out to Club Dreams. Shout out to Shenanigans. Shout out to Vibes. Shout out to motherfucking um, um, End Zone. Like, these are the clubs when I was when I was a kid back home. Literally, you we could not go out if we could not fight. I say all to say this. Every video I see of you new you new niggas fighting, it looks like the saddest thing in the world. I don't understand if you're fighting to harm someone or you're fighting your demons. Don't know what you're doing, but you're not fighting correctly. But either way it goes, everybody is so sick of you raised by iPad and roaches niggas. Like, we're tired of these fucking kids. These educators cannot go in their classrooms and, you know, teach and instruct the motherfuckers who are there to learn because they have to deal with you motherfuckers who refuse to raise y'all goddamn kids. Raise your fucking kids so people hands, feet, and goddamn police won't have to. I, it, it, like, the problem is the fucking parents. Let me tell you something. The type of kids that jump on teachers and shit like that, I promise you, you follow them home. They got they ain't, ain't no powder. You know what I'm saying? The mammy, the mammy, she was a she, you know, she was a bird bitch too. So you know, it's just like nobody is raising these kids, but y'all don't want nobody to tell y'all kids nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know, we put it like this. When I was in when I was in school, like I, said, I was in school in the late nineties, early two thousands. Like um, I I well, I dropped out in two thousand two. Long story, but anyway, that was when I when I was in school. And when I was my thing when I was in high school, when he he in middle school, I was the I was the fighter. That's all I did. Every other day, I was known for fighting somebody because, like I said, I, I didn't know how to get along with people. People didn't really like me, and I didn't mesh well with other kids. Every day, I was fighting. Either somebody jumped me or I would jump them. You know, I, I, done, took, I done took a lot of ass whoopings. I done gave a lot of ass whoopings. But that was my thing through high school. All, I, I was known for being the motherfucker who fights. You know what I'm saying? Got expelled in um in ninth grade for it. It's leading up to a story that I'm about to say. But anyway, but yeah, we fought. We fought, we were bad, we did all that shit. One thing we never did, we ain't hit no motherfucking teachers. Let me tell you something. Let Mallet would have had to use air lunch period or PTO to come down to that motherfucking high school because I hit somebody's damn teacher. You'd be looking for pieces of me today. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing. We feared our parents to the point where we, we, certain shit we wasn't going to do because we knew if we got home, we did that shit. Our mom, our pa was going to tear our ass apart. You know what I'm saying? And my mama, you know, like I said, my mama, my mama big thing with us was respect. You know, you, 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 you had to respect elders. You know what I'm saying? 
it, everything else she just had to deal with. Because like I say, I, I, I was, uh, I fought. I had a big mouth. I said whatever the, I, have, I said whatever I felt like saying to anybody. All that kind of shit. But we had to respect elders, and we didn't, and we couldn't steal. Those are two things in the house. But um, I say all that to say this. Nobody, it's like nobody raising these fucking kids. And then you know what I'm saying. Here's the thing. What they really, what they should, what they should start doing is, is bringing criminal charges to these fucking parents. Cause it's like this. Y'all want to act like animals? Let's treat you like animals. If I got a pit bull and my pit bull jump off the leash and go bite somebody, guess who's getting the charge? Me. Your pit bull of a goddamn kid go out here jumping on folk like they ain't got no motherfucking sense. What what, what need to happen to you, Shunquel? They need to come down, get your motherfucking ass in the call center, and lock you the fuck up with your goddamn hell spawn. We sick of these motherfuckers. Cause I'm telling you what God love, look, look, little man, man, baby Sharky, she got one more, she got, they got one time to motherfucker, they got one time to try me. I'm sending that little motherfucker to the goddamn ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing that, this is another thing that y'all got life and bullshit fucked up on. Y'all think that everybody, that everybody supposed to have this, we, that everybody's supposed to have the same affection, love, and care for your child. We do not. You think niggas be saying fuck these kids for no goddamn reason? Hell no. We really don't like these little motherfuckers. Cause y'all don't raise them. You know what I'm saying? That's a child. You don't react like that with a child. Let me tell you something my granddaddy said. He said two things actually. He would always say the minute you ball your fist and swing and hit somebody, man, woman, dog, or motherfucking cat, that is your nonverbal agreement to whatever ass who may or may not follow. You know what I'm saying? You call yourself a child, but you hit me. So here's my thing. I feel like if I don't beat your ass, I'm disrespecting you. Because when you when your fist ran into my body, that's you saying, I think I'm your equal and I can beat your motherfucking ass. Who beat me to disrespect your mind like that? Okay, if you feel that way, then let's get to it. You know what I'm saying? Because another thing my granddaddy used to say, this is the second thing he used to always say, a ass whooping will teach you a lesson the best book in the world can't. So the story I mentioned earlier, this is where that comes in. So like I told you, when I was in ninth grade, I got expelled for um, hitting somebody in the face with an um, English book and busted their nose, huge drama. I had to go to, um, I had to finish, I had to go to reform school. Damn, that was the second time because I that happened. I, anyway, had to, had to go to had to go to uh, reform. No, I went to the extent, I went to reform school in eighth grade. That's another story. That's when I said toilet on fire. Told that before. You have to go back for that episode. Anyway, uh, but no, I went to uh, what was called an extension center to finish out um ninth grade. Whatever. So got expelled. Cool. So one of the conditions for me coming back to school to that same school. They, the principal was willing to let me come back, but um, but um, with a bunch of conditions. One of the conditions being I had to be in an after-school um, extracurricular acti activity. N lo and behold, when this discussion was happening, the football coach—I ain't gonna say his name because I just found out yesterday he's a principal now. And but I'm, anyway, you are gonna see what I'm saying. Um, overheard the conversation, sticks his head in and go, "I got it." Oh yeah, yeah, he he gonna he, he gonna play he gonna be on the he gonna be he gonna put him on the team. He so basically they made me play football. I didn't want to play football, but you know when you're a black boy of a certain size and a certain age, you know how this goes. But anyway, so 
I'm on the, I, I'm terrible at team sports, you know, because I don't know how to work on a team with nobody because I don't like no fucking body. I was that kid. I was I was I was a little weirdo in school. Anyway, so I remember um in one particular practice, I got into it with a kid named James Brown. Oh god, I'm saying that. See, I be tripping something I be trying to anyway, fucking see the boy named name was James. Me and me and James got into it. One thing led to another, we got to fighting. And I took my helmet off, took it by the chin strap, and started hitting him with it. And he had to get a few little stitches. And just, anyway. So, the, that was terrible. Anyway. So, the coach told me, he's like, you know, pick up the cones and shit like that. Meet me. You know, bring them in, in there and put them on the wrestling mat. So, I'm like, fuck this shit, whatever. You know, I'm I'm mad. I'm the last one. Everybody gone. I'm the last one there. I'm picking up all this shit off the fucking field, whatever, whatever. Take the cones in and put them on the wrestling mat. Problem was, this motherfucker was on the wrestling mat. And that's what I know. Ain't nobody else in the damn gym. So, I'm just looking like, the fuck? Next thing I know, this motherfucker just started cussing the dog shit out of me i'm talking like i i didn't first all in my mind you know you know the first thing that happened in my first thing i said in my mind i know teachers could talk to us like this and he like he's like you motherfucking you you act like you got a motherfucking problem here oh this nigga like you act like you like you fucking retarded or some shit like you don't know how to keep your hands off people and so all i remember he's like so you want to fight motherfucking fight me i'm like the fuck is going on here? But you know, I'm so now I'm in challenge mode. But oh, he said he won't fight. So I'm like, fuck it, that must mean it's all good to hit this nigga. So I ran into him with my little fist. Goddamn. That nigga picked me up. Mind you, this nigga's big as fuck. He picked me up. I felt my feet leave the ground. And then I felt my body hurtling back to earth while I looked up and I saw my feet dangling like, like you know, the little ribbon things. My feet were literally dangling up in an inverted position. Then I felt my back hit the mat. Boom! This motherfucker picked me up again and did the same thing. Bam! And picked me up again. Bam! And I'm like, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, I'm so, I'm so, I'm, I'm literally crawling, trying to get away from this nigga. This nigga done grabbed me again, grabbed my ankle, picked my back up, boom! And he's, I swear to God, that nigga slammed me on that mat. I promise you, he had to slam me about fifteen times. And I mean, when I tell you, like, he never, he never hit me close or nothing like that. This nigga was slamming me on the mat over and over again. Nigga, I was fucked up. I'm talking like my my lip fucked up, everything. I'm my clothes tore all up and shit. At that moment, the 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 assistant principal comes in, white dude, old white man, and he just sees me standing there. He's standing, it's coach standing by me. I, I'm fucked all up. He's like, damn, Ray, what happened to you? Damn, I call my last name anyway. But <laughs> what happened to you? And I couldn't even open my mouth because I'm about to tell him this thing. I'm about to I soon as I open my mouth, that nigga gonna say he fell down the stairs. Ain't gonna look at me. Mind you, we ain't got a flight of stairs in the entire fucking school. This the school flat to the bitch. 
And I, he looked at me, and I just looked at him like, and he's like, that's what happened. He's like, I fell down the stairs. I, but you know what? From that day forward, I didn't get in another fight. I didn't, damn, I don't think I got no more fights of it. Because, um, no, take that back. I fought, I fought a nigga named Marvin. I, um... But that was, but that was when we got off the bus, so that don't count. I didn't get no, I ain't getting no more fights the rest of the fucking time I was at the school. I'm talking about from that point, tenth grade on a senior year, I didn't fight nobody else. I say all that to say this: that ass whooping changed the trajectory of my life. If I was ever see that my man again, I would tell him thank you. I, 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 I mean that, like because you know you got to realize at that time I'm like 15, 16 years old. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm bigger than everybody in the house. I'm bigger than my mom. I'm bigger than my grandmama. Can't nobody tell me shit. Cause what they gonna do? You know what I'm saying? And and you know <laughs> this why this why this, this 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 anyway, I ain't gonna get into all that, but I'm just saying that was that was my whole attitude. You know what I'm saying? I was big, I was humbuggish. You know, I was going through a lot. I was hormonal. You know what I'm saying? On top of being, on top of being freshly gay and shit like that. So it was just, you know, a lot. But yeah, that 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 ass whooping changed my life in the best way possible. So I say, all right, to say this: start whooping these kids' ass. Start beating they motherfucking ass. You know what I'm saying? You want to be grown, goddammit, I will, bitch, I will slap your motherfucker. They about to touch every wall in that goddamn locker room with that little hole. You, you gonna, then the woman had to have a leg, the woman had to be taken out because she broke her leg. That lady needs to sue the school. She needs to sue her parents. She needs to sue the goddamn custodian. I, I, I don't know why, for some reason, maybe the flow wakes had something. She needs to sue whoever the fuck she can. You know what I'm saying? Because that was some bullshit that even had to happen to her. But again, raise y'all fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm harping on this, but I'm, 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 I'm getting things out. Because my thing is what irritates me with people with kids. Y'all, I don't know why y'all have this attitude that people have to be, you know, inconvenienced because of your little fucking crumb snatchers. It bothers me how so many people treat Having children like an accident, like something they just couldn't help, like like a fucking involuntary uh, motor function, like you know, oh I just had to, I just had to. You 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 chose to have these kids, you know what I'm saying? You chose to have them with someone who also was an unfit parent, you know what I'm saying? These are choices. Kids don't just fucking happen. They don't just pop up out the ether. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know where babies come from. Like, it's just this 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 blind spot and this confusion that you all get thinking that kids just just I don't know, they just happen to happen to you. No, you were fucking. You know what I'm saying? You you throw in the back in the backseat of that goddamn roadmaster, look what the world gotta deal with now. We gotta deal with your little fucking hell spawn because you got one to get hot, fast, and nasty at the goddamn prom. Raise your fucking kids. Shit. Ugh. Any damn way, moving the fuck along. I did not mean to spend that much time on that shit. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, let's see. So Tom Brady retires for real this time. 
Listen, I ain't got too much on this. Um, he he did this whole long, elaborate, emotional speech before. This time, he just sat on the beach and was like, hey, I'm out, y'all. Listen, it's been real. And all that shit, he tried to get fake choked up in the end, too. And it was just like... The funny thing about it, though, was um, his soon-to-be ex-wife, Giselle, Gis- Gis- Giselle Bunchkin, the supermodel, she gave, when I say the most HR dry-ass fucking perfunctory email response ever, she she said some shit like, you know, congratulations on this part of your journey, Tom, like, or some shit like that. Like, because it was, a, I, I, the only reason I mentioned it is because people saying shit like, you know, how, oh, he going to be hurt when she go out here and do this, or, or she ain't going to find nobody else like him. Let me tell you something. I have never, I haven't seen two people more mutually over each other than these motherfuckers here in a long time. When I tell you, they been over each other. Like, this, this rich white man opted to go back to work to have a, the worst season of his career potentially ruin his legacy all because he didn't want to go home to that woman and them children. I'm not saying he was right at all. I'm just saying that he obviously didn't like these people. You know what I'm saying? He just did, he just went back because he didn't want to do he he didn't want to be the I'm getting the divorce guy and be the real bad guy. So he just let football be the reason, whatever. But yeah, these people are over each other, and Godspeed to them. Uh, let's see where we at. Where we at? Where we at? Um, so. The Creed three poster got uh it it, it got revealed, um you know the movie with Michael B Jordan, Michael B Jordan is a horrible actor anyway, but the real the real reason we all go on to see this movie is because Jonathan Majors is in it. Jonathan Majors is about to have like the big like he's about to be big, and when I say it just came out of nowhere, like you know like. Besides, I mean, it is so many factors. It's like what it is is he harkens back to this civil rights era um find that we haven't seen in quite some time. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga looks like he 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 eat fat back greens for lunch in his and he has a lunch pail and all that kind of shit like that. He he harkens back to that, and I think we're all loving that. You know, um, the body be bodying. He doing this, um, he's got this other movie in the works, something about a bodybuilder. Listen, we don't know what that movie about to be about. We don't give a damn. All we do, all we paying for is to see this nigga some posers for a few minutes on that screen. Honestly, they could save some money. They can just do a, a five-minute mega cut of him in some little draws and let him just walk, you know what I'm saying? They gonna make the same money because we'll go see it. That motherfucker's so sexy to me. Anyway. But yeah, but but no, nah, but he's about to really, really blow up and all that kind of shit like that. You know, it's just so crazy. It all started with you know, um, wait, he was in, he was in, um, what was that? Um, the last, last black man in San Francisco. I think I want to say that was the first thing that he was in. Then he went to Lovecraft Country. But so okay, all right. I know I'm talking about um the movie and I'm talking about Jonathan Major shit like that. It's something I want to mention though. Why? It's, it's fresh in my mind. I say Lovecraft Country. So here's the thing, because I, I get so sick of y'all talking about this show. Let it go. It, it was a perfect show. It was a take it as a mini series event, and it works. The thing is, 
that show it had many themes, but we we don't talk about one of the main ones enough. That nigga Atticus had that motherfucking hammer. Do you hear me? That motherfucker. So it, it. Oh God, I don't know because I always wanted to get this out and articulate it. I think I could do it right now. What I mean is this. Look at all the shit that Letty went through with that nigga all on the strength of some dick. You know what I'm saying? She got abducted by the goddamn police. They fucked up in the back of the paddy wagon, motherfucker. She had, was, she had the white people parking their cars in front of the house, wouldn't stop blowing the goddamn horn. Motherfucker was in there doing Indiana Jones shit, running through temples, about to drown. The goddamn ghost wouldn't leave a thermostat alone. Motherfucking, she was traveling back in time, meeting her people, meeting his people. They, like, she went through some shit for that dick. That nigga threw her up on top of that faceboard and hit her in that bathroom. Her life had never been the same after that. But I'm. But here's the thing. People have told me, because I've said this to motherfuckers before, I'm like, that don't, that don't mean that you're being stupid. I'm like, okay, explain this one thing. Explain the Asian lady. Let me tell you something. The Asian demon woman, this motherfucker, the, the, the woman was like a century some years old. She was an Asian demon that had tails that would shoot out her body and kill people. Her whole existence was having sex with men, stealing their souls, and killing them. She fucked Atticus one goddamn time. This motherfucker hopped on a plane to on a plane to the United States to confront Letty as a woman. God damn it, the nigga dick whooped the demon. How the fuck do you do that? That that show was, a, that sh the man had the hammer and that's what the goddamn show was about. That was one of the lost things. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to spend a lot of time on that either, y'all. I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm a little high. <laughs> I think I usually don't smoke when I do this, but fuck. Anyway, my schedule's all off. But, <laughs> but. I forgot what I was talking about. Jonathan Majors, man, he gonna have a big year. The nigga's about to be a big star, and I'm quite happy for him. Oh, let's see. Damn. I, I really did not have that wrote down no fucking well. Anyway, so let's go ahead and get to it. The Renaissance Tour is happening. Beyonce, she... Oh. It's a lot to unpack here, so let's 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 really get to it. Okay, so the Renaissance tour. I'm not Beyonce just went on ahead. Back, and the first day of Black History Month was like, all right, niggas, I gave y'all enough time to get y'all money together. The album came out six months ago. Yeah, I knew I was coming. I didn't even I didn't surprise nobody. So here we are. We had tour time. Have your things together. I will see you when I see you. She posted the dates and everything like that. But here's the thing: you can't just buy tickets. You have to register. You know, and again, I'm thinking this is her way to keep the bots out. You have to register for the tickets. You have to um, either you can be in the hive somehow to be out there or through Ticketmaster. Or, there are three registration options. You pick the dates that you're trying to go to. And what happens is you get emailed. Uh, a Some people got confirmation links to, to take them to buy tickets before anybody else. Other people get got put on wait lists. Today it seemed that everybody was on the wait list. 
I haven't got my email yet. So at least y'all, at least she's talking to y'all. She hasn't even spoken to me. Like I'm like I'm like, ma'am, I love the album. I'm trying to give you my money. Please take it. And she's like, bruh, no, nah, you you I don't even know what to do with you. But anyway, so it's a it's a the, the registration process is a is a little exhaustive, but I mean I'd rather that than you know the bots come buy the tickets up and now you selling three thousand dollar tickets in the nosebleeds, which people are alleging already. But I'm like, y'all, the tickets ain't even went on sale yet. The only people who can buy tickets are the ones I believe because I believe she's doing the international league first. So over there in England and shit, they saying, "Oh no, you know, you know, we down here on the floor for like three hundred dollars." You know, so I'm like, "Okay, I'm prepared to pay that much," but you know, as with anything Beyonce does, it causes a stir, and that woman just agitates people. That just it, it's it, it's so wild to me how she really just. She just gets under people's skin and she don't even be talking to nobody. But anyway, you know, you got to be, I wouldn't pay that much. Oh, my God. So, here's the weird thing about um the Beyonce detractors. If you just outright don't like the woman, I can totally respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been no super fan. I, I just became a member of the Hive with this last album because it's that good. But I've always been a casual fan of Beyonce. You know, I mean, like, you know, she has she had songs I like. I enjoy her. I think she's great. Always have. But there are people who, they make, they make an identity out of not liking her or being indifferent to her. So that's what I was meaning. Like, you know... If you outright didn't like her, I can respect that. Like Khalees, Khalees just Khalees lets me Khalees just don't see it for her. You know what I'm saying? It, it, this some long ago industry shit, I'm sure. And Khalees just don't see it for her. She lets she's very plain with that. She doesn't harp on her. She just lets you know I'm not a fan. I can respect that. What I can't respect are the people who have to who have to feign indifference to everything that she does. Oh. I, I mean, I didn't even know it was... Nigga, yes, you knew. You knew the girl. You knew. Stop this. Like, that just... See, it's so stupid. It's like nobody like nobody else gets this type of reaction. You know what I'm saying? I, anybody know me know I'm not a Drake fan. Anybody know that? I have I have been the I have been the anti-Drake fan from since the nigga got since the nigga got big. I just... I've never liked the kid. I, I, he doesn't do anything for me. I don't... I don't have to. I don't have to make a. I don't have to make a spectacle or grandstand about. Oh, it, he. Oh, he performed at the Apollo. <laughs> I wouldn't go to that shit. Nah, 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 nah. Nigga, I'm way the fuck down here. He way the fuck up that nigga. Up the, 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 how is that hurting me? You know what I'm saying? I just think it's very weird to you know make indifference to a person an identity. You know what I'm saying? Like. Especially somebody who, you know, she don't, Beyonce don't even talk to no goddamn body. Hell, she got visuals that she owe us. She won't even talk to us for that. Like, I I, I don't get, I don't get what it is about her that just irks y'all so much. But anyway, you know, niggas excited about going to the show. The memes and the gifts and shit were funny. People are like, you know, shit, Beyonce coming. They, let me get rid of the sale of my car. Shit like that. It's funny, but at the same time, too, I do have to say something about that. I'm sorry. I know I, I, I know all of us are not in the same boat financially. You know, trust me, I ain't no rich nigga at all. I work like I got five kids for a motherfucking reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's pocket is different. 
But if, 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 if $200 tickets will set you back to the point to where your life would literally come crumbling down, you got bigger, you, you got bigger things to worry about. You need to prioritize, like, for real, for real. It was a lot of y'all sitting up there who was doing all that. Oh, my God. I I, I, I had to have some money in the B fund. I got a shit like that. I'm like, yo, if, 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 if this is going to stop you from eating in the next month or two, you might want to make some, you might want to make some more rational decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. But that was kind of wild to me, but. Yeah, I guess keeping with the B and Renaissance thing. So the the Rock Nation brunch happened um, today. Yeah, I think it's day, day Sunday. So it happened today, and I just wanted to. All I want to mention is like this year it just seemed raggedy, <laughs> for lack of better terms. Like nobody in particular really looked good. Everybody looked hot. And it's it's Feb it's the middle of February, so I know can't nobody be hot. So I mean, Ho was rankled. Him and that wig, the like the wig was kind of askew, and his suit was rankled. Um, B, she came out there. It was different. Like she she was given Alien Superstar. Um, and that's the it was you know it was meant to be a you know it's it. Uh, what I want people to understand is like these celebrities when they wear certain shit, you know these pieces like that. These are not ready-to-wear clothes. These are not clothes that you would wear out and about every day. This, these, 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 this shit is wearable art. You know what I'm saying? Like, all, you know, the couture, the construction of it all, everything like that. She had, like, this this back piece that was kind of like a bolero, and it was, it was like a plastic. And, you know, it was given spaceship, and I just, you know, I, I just, you know, it was cool for what it was, but, you know, it wasn't the best, but it was, you know, but I saw the vision. But the one person I do want to talk about in particular who did look just... Daniel Kaluuya. Um, Kaluuya, I'm sorry. I've spoken about him before and him and his eternal struggle with his stylist. Um, his stylist fucking hates him. I think that Daniel Kaluuya fucked his stylist, one of his stylist girlfriends or some shit like that, and he's just been paying for it ever fucking since. That man has not been in a, in a well-fitted suit since he's been famous. Ever red carpet, they got him in some odd ass shit. And the thing is, we get it. You, he's shaped like a he, he shaped like a D battery. Like you know, he's very um his he has very odd proportions. Now here's the thing, very handsome brother. I think that face like I, listen, I, he is like it, like like as far as like face wise, I think he's fine as fuck. But from the neck down, it's just a lot of shit happening there. So from what I see, the shoulders are narrow, and he has he like he has hips. This nigga got hips. Like I'm talking about them hips wide as all outdoors. And they are not lying. And um, but it seems like he got a little bit of he he look like he got little calves. And and it's like and, uh, in the, the back. It's like a hump thing going on the back. I'm not picking him apart because God knows I'm not perfect at all. My body is my body is just doing whatever it's doing right now. I'm just whatever. I'm just letting the fat reclaim the land as we speak. But um, it's just truthful. He he has he has a very interesting shape, 
And his stylist just cannot work around. Like, it's like, dude, you can't find a tailor, nothing. Well, I say that because he had on, he had on this court opponent, um, this court opponent public defender ass suit at that damn brunch. And when I tell you, it just, if you don't believe me, just type his name in or type Rock Nation brunch, you will see the suit. Like, he dead ass looked like Columbo. Like, the shirt wasn't even tucked in. It was just, like, just no tailoring. Just fucking vibes. And, like, then you had motherfuckers up my son. Oh, y'all plain clothes wearing people just don't see the vision. This suit. I'm like, you fashion niggas, listen. Y'all want to have all this style and all this taste. And it's just, it's not given because anybody could clearly see that that was a goddamn, like, I'm just, the, the, like, it was just, the fit of the suit was so shabby. He literally looks like, he looked like a private investigator. Like, that's the kind of shit you saw in Dick Tracy with a fucking trench coat and a damn beret up under the damn jacket. I'm like, this nigga looks trash. And he got too much money because you a nigga, you an Oscar winner. You mean to tell me you can't find you a, 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 a tail over there in England? You can't find the people who did Kingsman? And let them get you get you together. You worried about your body shape, fun, and everything like that. Go let Christian Siriano throw you something together. Don't he dress all the all the interesting shaped bitches? Like there's options out here. It just it just bothers my eye. But this this man just he just dresses the way he does. Like Jesus. As we speak, the Grammys are happening. Listen, I watched as much as that because like that's why I'm tr I'm trying to hurry up and get through this because I'm past my bedtime. But um, I got up to the the hip hop tribute, the 50 years of hip hop tribute that happened at the Grammys. Here's my thing: if you can't see the st the stark steep decline in music from just what we saw on that damn stage, they did um the Sugar Hill Gang. You know, you had Met the Man come out, Missy came out, LL did his thing, Run DMC did their thing, Buster killed it, you know, Queen Latifah, you know what I'm saying? MC Light right there in the goddamn Raptors announcing the show. Why you didn't bring her down there? Y'all just be having MC Light trapped up there doing the motherfucking announcements and shit like that. Y'all wrong. But anyway, but and Salt and Pepper, all that. Then they brought fucking... Little baby, who I still, I don't understand that young man. There's nothing about that young man that I understand. Y'all go up for it. Hey, have it. Um, then Uzi Vert came out there looking like a fighting game character, like he always do. He just have such bad kid energy. Like he just looked like a badass child every time you say, you know, this is a grown ass man, but it's just his everything about his art, his energy is badass kid. You know, Glorilla, she was out there. I, I like that girl. She was cool. Uh, but I saw that part. Um, I saw Beyonce become the most awarded um, artist in Grammy history. Um, she gave a very heartfelt and tearful speech for um, winning the best electronic album. I don't think they give her an album of the year. I think that was I think that was them saying, "I right, bitch, look, you know, you know, you made history now. Don't go too crazy. You ain't gonna get that much." But, but um, yeah, um, 
if anything else crazy happens, I guess I'll see it tomorrow. We'll talk about it next week. But like I said, award shows boil the shit out of me. Do want to mention this. So, um, apparently Robert Glasper, who was dope as shit. Um, listen, I have been a fan for a long time. I think my favorite project of his is the Black Radio Experiment number two. That is a perfect flawless. Oh, I ain't gonna go too far. Say, but it's a great, great, great project. You know, it got Jill Scott calls on there. Let me see. That song is that's that song is legit top five in Jill Scott's catalog. That, you always said to not go when I go. You come. That that is my shit. But my favorite from that album was uh, it's a song called Trust with uh, him and Marsha Ambrosia. And then he has a song called Let It Ride with Noah Jones that is, oh, man, that band did a thing. But anyway, he won the Best R&B Album Grammy this year for his Black Radio Experiment 3 album, which was, it was cool. It's not my favorite. Now, of all of all the Black, because he uh, it's, it's a series. That's the third in the series. It does get a little repetitive. Like that's that that one does tend to sound a little, you know, okay, all these songs sound the same. But you know, but it's a good, it's a great, great project because um better than I imagine with her and Michelle and Diego Cello, listen, a fucking song. But anyway, the one person who was not happy about this man winning was one Christopher Maurice Brown. Chris Brown and got his motherfucking nigga. Please wash this coke out of your nose. Wash the coke out of your fucking nose. This dude then got his dope sniffing ass on the motherfucking internet. Who the fuck is Robert Glasper and and, and making all these different memes on, on, on? He did it on Instagram. He didn't do it on Twitter. He ain't crazy. But you know, my thing is this, and this is something that a lot of niggas do that irks my soul. Just because you don't have range and just because something is outside of your personal scope doesn't invalidate that thing. You know what I'm saying? I hate people and people, especially with music. Oh, I ain't never heard that before. Oh, that shit, man. Nigga, you ain't never. So you, so you, you, so you tell, excuse me, you're telling me you ain't got no range. You're telling me you're limited. You know what I'm saying? So what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? You saying, Chris, you saying you don't know who Robert Glasper is is more damning on you than it is on anything else. Because maybe if you could work with a Robert Glasper, maybe if you could work with an actual instrumentalist, somebody who could bring some music to the studio and not just bang some shit out on Fruity Loops and tell your motherfucking ass to go. Maybe if you can hook up with somebody like that, you can stop releasing the same goddamn song four to seven times on one motherfucking album. Every motherfucking album you done put out for the last couple of years is you just basically shitting out everything on, on, on the fucking engineering floor onto a fucking album for streaming, to, um, to, manip to manipulate streaming numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then the thing, then you have Team Breezy, here they come, defending the nigga, he being blackballed. How? He was nominated. The nigga ain't being blackballed, it's just that don't nobody give a fuck about this nigga but y'all. Like, the Chris Brown stands is one of the most delusional stand groups because it's like, they're the last people to know 
that the world have left this nigga behind. Don't nobody give a fuck about him. Rihanna don't care about, about him and that incident no more. Nobody cares about that shit no more. It's just, nigga, you have made the same song for the last 10 years. Your, your sound has not progressed. It has not evolved. And you have a you have a rabid core fan group that's going to keep you fed for life. Good for you. Because I want to see everybody get paid. But don't nobody else give a fuck about no goddamn Chris Brown. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being dismissive, <coughs> excuse me, being dismissive and trying to be shady and everything like that, how about reaching out to some of these people you ain't never heard of before? And maybe you can find you a new sound and bring yourself up to, you know, the 2020s. Because, nigga, you still back in the 2010s right now. That shit is late. It's late. It's delayed. It's, it's lame. It's delayed. We all want it. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that real quick. Because that was just, I'm like, y'all, y'all, Chris Brown stands got to be the most delusional motherfuckers in the world. You hot Cheetos eating for breakfast motherfuckers. Ah, but anyway, going on into loose cipher sounds this week, and again, I ain't got nothing new for you, but we have things to talk about. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm really, I'm really trying to figure out how how I'm gonna retool this um this the music segment of the show because I don't like the way it's going, just dumping songs in the playlist. So I'm 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 still thinking of a way to kind of incorporate the music back in, but in a more interesting way. But what we are gonna talk about is one Mr. Smokey Robinson. <laughs> so if you don't know what I'm about to say, Smokey Robinson, 82 years old, of Motown fame. You know, Smokey Robinson in the mirror, smoking and wrote some hits for everybody. Smokey is a treasure. He is to be respected. All that good shit. Big Unk is releasing an album in April, I believe, called Gasms. You heard me correctly. Gasms. G-A-S-M-S. Gasms. <laughs> we can guess where this is going. I just wanna. What I wanna do first? I want, oh shit! Wait, hold on. We get there. We get there. <laughs> I wanna read the title of some of these songs to you, cause I'm going through it. Track one, gasms. Track two, how you make me feel. That's sweet. Track three, I wanna know your body. <laughs> <laughs> when a motherfucker say, I want to know your body. <laughs> like, I, I ain't going to say what I was about to say, but anyway. Track four, I keep calling you. Track five, roll around. <laughs> track six, beside you. Notice the theme here. <laughs> track seven, if we don't have each other. This is the pan that is single. I haven't heard it yet. I got to go look it up. Track eight. You fill me up. But it's track nine that I want to talk about because I am a stand for this song. Track nine is titled, I Fit In There. I sent this to my mother, um, the clip, because they have a clip of the song. It's a preview. And I said, I said, Mama, you got to listen to this. This is Smokey Robinson. 
My mama calls me back. He fit in well. <laughs> Your old ass get to get in when you fit in. Listen. So without further ado, here's an excerpt from the from the soon to be hit single, "I Fit in There" by Smokey Robinson. Y'all check this out. <laughs> okay, hold on. We got to start this over because my phone tripping. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. In your life. Oh, God. Them old chicks who, ugh, 
She used to be fine as fuck back in the day, and she still think it's back in the day. She that's how she was, you know. She was she was the fox. She was foxy mama, you know. She but she would come through and everything that they would go to their room or whatnot. Well, one morning it was four day in the morning. I was about five thirty six something in the morning. I'm in there sleep, and next thing I'm here, I hear, I swear on God, I thought I was dreaming about cows or something. I'm hearing, oh, 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 oh. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I'm, I'm, my head popped open. Then I realized, oh shit, they had an old sex. And like, you just heard that little band squeaking. And like, they was doing call and response. He, oh, she, ha, oh, ha, oh, ha, oh, ha, oh. I'm like, oh my God. I'm, I'm in the bed. I'm in like, I'm in the fetal position in the bed. I'm shaking and shit. Like, I did not want to hear this. And I'm like, does nobody else hear that? But, but anyway, I say all to say this: the thought of old people fucking, like it just it, it, smoking. You gonna have somebody, grandmama throwing her slip set up there at that damn stage? It just, I, come on, man. But yes, gasms is coming. But at the same time, I'm here for it because <laughs> I like because because once you get past the absurdity of, of an old person saying about fucking. You realize, damn, it's kind of a groove. Like, it got that, oh, shit, that, that seven is porno kick to it. Like, I'm like, look, I'm here for it. So, yes, Gasms, that's the new music of the week. <laughs> so, we're going to wrap this on up with the loose sight. I'm, I'm sorry, with the Cypher Vision section of the show. This is all the shit I've been watching. And surprisingly, it's a lot of it in here. I ain't gonna hold you. So January first, I mean, I'm sorry, February first, Disney Plus gone went on ahead and released back um, Wakanda Forever to streaming. Um, I'm no, I'm the late, I'm the latest motherfucker with seeing this movie because I I, look, I just wasn't going to the theater to see anything. I don't care for the movie theater experience, so whatever. Finally saw it. That shit is mid pack. I'm talking mid. There, I have so many opinions and so many you know, things to say. It first and fucking foremost, here's the problem. Like I said when I talked about it months ago, they should have recast that movie. The problem was they was the movie didn't have an anchor at all. There was no star in the movie. Shuri, I'm sorry, she's she's not magnetic at all. When sure every time sure was on the screen, I was just waiting for somebody else to be there. She's not, she she she's not a movie star, you know what I'm saying? Angela Bassett, let me tell you something. As mid as this movie was, Angela Bassett earned that that Oscar. I see now why they had to nominate her. Like her scene, the the most powerful scene was when she was talking to um uh, Okoye. When she lost Shuri. And when she got him said, you talking about what you lost? I lost both my children. Haven't I lost enough? Like, I was like, oh yeah, she earned that Oscar. Listen, y'all better not play with Angela. Give her her things. We watching. But um, outside of that, so, okay. Oh God, I hate to, I hate I hate to turn it to this guy because I, I listen, I will, I, I wanna keep it. Right, not anyway. The problem, the main problem I was really having is 
So when Chad, when Chadwick died, all the men of Wakanda died. We didn't like the movie was so. And again, I, hey, I'm all for black women and focusing on black women because again, I love black women. The problem was it was like it was it was so it was such a forced effort. You know what I'm saying? Because literally, you don't see any men in the movie. The only ma the only male lead in the movie. It's fucking um is um is Mbaku. Fine. Y'all 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 know how I feel about that man. I ain't about to go into it. Whoosh, I'm gonna put his fuck anyway. Um he was the only, he was literally the only male lead. He was literally he was reduced to like comic relief. He didn't really do anything substantial. You know, he didn't move the platform. The whole movie, it was like literally it, it was like, damn, is am I watching am I watching fucking um Black Panther? Am I watching Wonder Woman? Like it was like it was the Black Island of Themyscira, and I was I was it was it was off putting because, uh, okay, I'm gonna say this and I I promise you this is not fuck it. I'm kind of tired of the way black women are depicted in these movies. You know, that's it's the same thing I say with the Woman King. It's the way that black women are depicted as being warlike, you know, fierce, you know, they have to take the mantle up from the men. But it's like they never throw that shit on white women. You know, let me tell you something. They are never make a, they ain't making no Jonah Ark movie. Jonah Ark, that white woman they've been celebrating for fighting people and all that kind of shit all through, and burning the stake and everything like that. They ain't never making no Jonah Ark movie because white white men are not gonna let their women do that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And white women pick them pick me's, they ain't gonna they ain't thinking about that. But for some reason, they go out of their way to to depict black women as being, you know, tough. Well, yeah, it just I don't I maybe again maybe I'm maybe I'm reading wrong into it. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I'm not expressing my point clearly enough. But hopefully somebody understands what I'm trying to say. It I just really think that that I don't think it it goes back to the strong black woman trope that white women thrusted on black women. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think that's a compliment. You know, I don't think that, you know, don't get it. I'm not saying that black women have to be submissive because we know that's not the case. What I am saying is that we don't get to see black women's humanity. Black women, they, 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 they need care too. They need to be, they need to be hugged. They need, you know, they need, they need just as much, you know, humanity as anybody else would. You know what I'm saying? We, every movie we see white women getting coddled. I'm getting to that too in, in just a second. But for some reason, black women got to be the ones out here fucking riding, riding rhinoceroses and stabbing pterodactyls in the neck and shit like that. Like, you know, come on. But again, hopefully some, hopefully what I'm saying is, is being picked up on and not being misconstrued. But if it is, get at me on the timeline. I promise you, you know, I, I'd be wanting to have conversations about this kind of shit. But I just, the movie, the movie was super mid. You know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the, the Atlanteans, the fucking um, the water Mexicans. It was just, it was a lot. Like you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, now it's this whole other nation that has vibranium too. And you know, he shows up to Wakanda like, hey, look, I got vibranium. The white people trying me, and I'm a bad bitch too. So if y'all don't help me, I'll fuck y'all up. He started fucking them up. It just. 
I don't know. It was just <sighs> the fight scenes were cool, I guess. But uh, Michaela, Mika- uh, Michaela Cole. I hope I'm saying it. Now. I'm, 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 I'm fucking everything up. It's late, y'all. Um, there was literally no reason to add her to the main cast because she, the only purpose I guess she had was showing that the other one was a lesbian. It was just, it was the movie wasn't good, and I think it's okay to say that it's fine. It just, it just, it just wasn't. But anyway, that's Black Panther. That means Wakanda forever. I hope they leave. They just leave it here. Oh yeah, there was no reason for Michael B. Jordan to be back in that movie. Literally. There literally was no reason for him to show back up. I digress. Oh, uh, let's see. The Last of Us. I'm trying. I'm trying to get into it. I can't get through the third episode. Y'all seem to love this show. It's just not giving me anything that I need. Didn't know that it was based on a video game either. I, I just found it out the other day. But it is it, zombies again. I I don't know what y'all want me to do with that. It's zombies. We've seen it. Uh, let's see. Pamela, a love story. So Pamela Anderson has a documentary on Netflix entitled Pamela, a love story. And it's, you know, it's talking about her and dating Tommy Lee, the sex tape scandal, Baywatch, all that kind of shit like that. This is what I gathered from the movie. Um, Pam's very likable. Always has been. Because the thing you got to realize, I was outside the night when Pamela Anderson was literally the biggest thing in the world. Like, literally, that woman was the biggest thing going. Like, she was the pinnacle of hotness. She was the, you know, she was the, the just the, the white woman standard. Every white woman to look like. Anyway, you know, very likable. Her sons love her. That's the, I think that was the best part of for me. Like, you know, usually other celebrity kids, they kind of, you know, real eh, aloof with them, you know, about their parents and whatnot. Them boys love their mama. Like, you can tell that she really, really, really did a great job and she did right by them. Them boys love their mama. Um, and, you know, I remember the sex tape scandal and everything like that. And, you know, I'm sure that was a lot for her to go through. My thing with the documentary, her life looks like a Calgon commercial. Like, it's just, it, like, it's, white, like, white women, let me tell you something. Nobody does a soft life like a white woman. And when I tell you her life just seems so, Calgon, take me away. Like, literally, the whole first 30 minutes it's just her wrapping herself up in different linens and cotton blends and just walking outside with, like, I don't know, grass and ducks and shit. And, you know, that's literally the whole first half of the movie. It's like every time you see, every, every time you, every time you turn around, she was wrapped up in some kind of terry cloth or she was like, you know what it is? I'm going to tell you what, 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 what Pamela, An- what Pamela Anderson's life is like. Her life is like, um, you remember the, the douche boxes back in the day? I've used this I've used this parable before, but it really applies with her here. The douche boxes like Massingale and um and what was Summer's Eve? It was always a white woman on the cover of the box looking happy as shit. Like she was just it was always a random white woman running through a field of flowers with just, just happy as fuck. That's what Pamela Anderson's life is like. She's like she lives the life that the white woman in the douche box lives. Where she's just happy as fuck with nothing but a field of flowers and clean pussy. Like, literally, that is her life. 
So that's what I got from it. But I mean, it's dope. She's having a second act. You know, she's on, on Broadway and whatnot. And again, she seems like a super genuine, super sweet person. She just, um, she just likes the idea. Some some people just like getting married. Shout out to Jennifer Lopez. Some people just just they like nuptials. They love falling in love and all that kind of shit like that. But once the rubber meets the road, they out of there. Now, one thing I did do did respect about her, um, whenever she found herself in a situation that could be harmful to her or her kids, she was out of there, no question, no question. Tommy Lee put his hands on her that one time. That woman put him in jail, and didn't have no regrets about. It. I I really I I thought that was dope to see because as opposed to some shit like what what the girl named Chris Ann and Blueface, whatever, that toxic shit. No, nah, when, when a mother put their hands on you, when you when, when shit go that left in a relationship, jump ship, get the prioritize yourself, get the fuck up out of there. You know what I'm saying? So she would always do that. So I really, really admired that about her. But um, the documentary is cool. You know what I'm saying? Check it out, Pam. Pamela, love story. Uh, let me see. Let me see what else I was watching. So, Harlem is back. It's cool. Um, they dropped the first two episodes. Seems like they're gonna be doing like two episodes a week or some shit like that, which is good. You know, keep you from binging and all that shit like that. We'll do whatever. Um, it's just I right to me. The first season was just aight. but it was it's compelling enough to stick with. But like the characters. The, they're not all unlikable. Camille, she Camille, she has big John Clayton energy. Um, she's just not as neurotic. Quinn, Quinn is I the the all of a sudden I'm bisexual. That thing, I don't know how I feel about that. I have well, I have feelings about it, but you know she's she seems to be a cool character. Ty is an asshole. Uh, she, that's ties the soft stud. Um, she um she was my favorite of last season, but it but she just she's she's not likable. Like she just you know it's that it's that I'm a player player and I can, you know I just um Angie is trash. Angie is like oh my god. Let me tell you something. Ain't no way in the real world you gonna have a fucking friend like that when all when, when your whole friend group was kind of popping. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's the thing about them, all of them popping. You know what I'm saying? Like Queen's shop is popping. You know what I'm saying? Camille's a professor, Ty's a business person, all that kind of shit like that. But Angie is a couch surfer. She's a freeloader. Like you know, y'all they they invite a place. She's that motherfucker. You invite a place. You know she ain't got no money, so you know you got to pay for. Her. You just accept this shit because you want this motherfucker's company for some reason or another. You know what I'm saying? But like, just like I, are there really Angie's like that in the world? Are people just really okay with that shit? Cause I just can't do no bum ass whole ass friend. That's another thing. She be out here. This motherfucker be out here giving out pussy, giving pussy away like it's a scratch off ticket. And where she goes, she meet a nigga. She fucking him, and then just doing all. I mean, and, and it's and, and the thing is, it's that new thing that these new chicks do because they swear to God that all they're acting like craving sex, wanton sexual beasts somehow empowers them. Baby, no, it doesn't. You just a hoe. I'm sorry. You can use all the, the, the Tumblr words and essays and 
and and, and, and think pieces you want, baby, you're just a hoe. I, I don't know what else to tell you. You know what I'm saying? I am reclaiming my power and that, and and I am and I mad and my orgasm is no, you just a hoe, sweetie. I'm sorry. I tell a man the same thing. In fact, I do all the time. You know, you just a hoe. It's all right. You know, you can't help it. It's cool. You know, but yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna keep watching and everything like that. It's cool, but it is what it is. So you people. You People um, is the movie directed by one Kenya Barris that for some reason all y'all seem to hate. Get that, we'll get there. Um, starring Eddie Murphy, um, Julia Rees Dreyfus, love her, um, Lauren London, Jonah Hill, and a whole bunch of other new comedians. So here's the thing. I enjoyed the movie. The movie was, you know, it was cool. It's, it's, it's light, nothing serious, nothing, you know, it's, it's no reinvention of the wheel whatsoever. Um, Eddie has a very muted part in it. Like, he's there, he's Eddie, but he's it, it, he's not, he's, he's kind of the everyman. It's everybody else around him that's being ridiculous, you know. Um... And, I mean, you know, we've seen the story before, Swirl Love, you know, white guy meets black girl, you know, culture clash, you know, the end comes, they get together through thick and thin, love prevails. Okay. Two things i say about the movie. I think the timing of it is very interesting considering with the whole... The whole Kanye and Kyrie Irving thing with the, with, with the Jew, black and Jewish relationships are at a low. And so this movie is about a black and Jewish family coming together. So I was like, yeah, this timing is pretty, you know, odd, but okay, cool, whatever. Um, Let's see. What else? What else do I have? Um, Like some people with, like, you had a lot of people taking issue with certain scenes, like, the Kufi scene, which I thought was hilarious. When that when that Kufi caught fire, goddammit, I was in this bitch wheezing. And you know, people were taking issues with it. I've heard different like, oh that's that's disrespectful. Y'all shut the fuck up. Y'all niggas it's funny, y'all it's it's funny the things y'all wanna hold a line on. You wanna hold a line over an accident of Kufi catching fire, but you know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers, but, but you'll be the same motherfuckers out here saying shit, you know, big up and Trump and shit. I can't take you niggas serious. Um, I, another thing I wanted to touch on. So, the the, the Jonah Hill, Lauren London thing, because I mentioned him last time I recorded because, you know, I saw the trailer of the movie. So, I kind of get it. After watching the movie, I get it. Because what it was was how cool he was. When I say cool, meaning like he wasn't doing too much. You know, he was just like, you know, that's the kind of, like, let me tell you something. White people, you know, we the white people that irritate black people, the ones who got to come around and they got to, you know, start name dropping black shit, thinking that somehow that's going to endear, endear them to us. Just be your fucking self. And that's what he was, and I think that's what Kata, you know, he was just he was just himself. He wasn't trying to be the cool guy. He wasn't trying to be the black guy. He was just being him, you know. They had things in common and they just went with it. Um I still say what I say, you know. The thing the funny thing is though, you can look at the movie and clearly see 
that she was not attracted to him whatsoever. And that's how I, that's why, I, that's why I keep, people keep saying that Lauren London is a bad actress because if she could have did a better job. Like, it, like the whole movie, <clears throat> she only kissed him like twice. And when she kissed him, it was just, there was nothing there. She was giving him church hugs. Like, nigga. <clears throat> Excuse me. Somebody's damn water. Sheesh. Mm. Giving him church hugs and shit like that. It's like, you know, you you want us to believe that you're so madly in love with this white man, but you can't you can't give him a full titty hug. You got to give him the damn church joint. You know what I'm saying? They in the bed together, fully clothed. You never saw him get intimate. Like, it would just be them in the bed with, like, three layers of clothing on, and they playing tic-tac-toe up under the sheet or some shit. Then they throw the blanket over their head. Then the camera pans away. Then the next thing you know, you see them in the bathroom, fully clothed. Oh, we just had sex. I'm like, it was so weird. I'm like, God damn. Could y'all be less attracted to each other? Like, but... I mean, it was like I said, it was cool, you know, because again, you know, you got a, a personality that accounts for a lot, like, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, I, look, I tell motherfuckers all the time, You anybody know me, know my cheat code, look, a fat, funny nigga, I don't know what it is, them motherfuckers are assassins. That fat, funny motherfucker will end up in your goddamn bed, you look like, how the fuck did your goddamn hamburger help shape the ass get up in here? Fuck! You know, but yeah, but... Personality, personality will get you places that looks won't. This movie showed that, and it was cool. Enjoyed it, had a good time watching it, all that, whatever. Whoo! Listen, I've been talking longer than I thought I would. I ain't gonna tell you no lie. Look, my ass got to be up to work for work in the next few hours, but eh, it's a labor of love. Listen, same thing I say every week, yo. I appreciate all y'all who listen. I appreciate all y'all who tweet about the show. You know what I'm saying? That shit be making me feel good. That a motherfucker, you're like, God damn, niggas listen to this shit. You know, but, <laughs> man, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot say thank y'all enough. And with that being said, man, until next week, drink your water, oil, scalp, mind your motherfucking business. I'll let y'all.